Rev up your automotive care with Amazon. For DIY projects and regular vehicle maintenance, Amazon Automotive makes finding the right parts for your car easy. You can use your garage to easily view, manage, and use the automotive parts finder to find parts for your saved vehicles. Just add your vehicle's details to your Amazon garage. Then, shop with confidence using Amazon's part finder to explore compatible parts and accessories and receive customized recommendations. Get started today at Amazon.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ron and Anian. It can't be about how cheap. It has to be about how right. Because ultimately, if you're looking to do it cheap, you're not going to be successful at some point where it's going to come up and bite you. The Car Doctor. So it's happening between 25 and 35. And he says, but there are no codes. There's nothing we can do for you at this time. Boy, there's so said, much. Well, I'm driving. There's so much wrong with this conversation. How could they not drive 25, 35 miles an hour? Let's just talk about that. What's the speed limit around the dealership? 50? Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, the car doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. Did you ever notice the similarities of, of, of vehicles? Well, I do, in, in terms of what I see in the shop. It was a funny week. Not funny, haha, just funny, odd. You know, maybe it's the full moon this weekend. I'm not sure, but... You know, we had two sets of Toyotas. We had, we had, and they were the same color and the same year. We had two 07 Toyota Highlanders, silver. One was in for brake work. It needed brakes all the way around, pads, rotors, calipers, you know, an overhaul of the brake system. The tires weren't balanced properly. Uh, it, had come, it had come in from another shop, and the customer was complaining about uh, brake shake. You know, it's funny. The customer was complaining. I should talk about that, actually. The customer was complaining about driving down the road, the vehicle would shake, and then when they stepped on the brakes, it shaked worse. And the last repair attempt, or the previous shop, had attempted to diagnose and repair it by balancing the four tires, which did nothing. As a matter of fact, 
they balance the tires in the strangest way. They put the weights, only one set of weights, and this is the kind of wheel that you have to, you know, weights are going to go on the inside and the outside lip, but they're going to be all on the inside. There's no, no place to put them on the outside of the wheel. So, you know, you would use sticky weights. You would put them on the inside recess and then the inner uh, recess and, you know, to balance the wheels using your wheel balancer. Well, I've never seen this, I've got to say, or maybe I haven't, I've forgotten, but they put the wheel weights in the middle of the wheel, uh, you know, just one dimension. It was a one dimension, almost like they were trying to bubble balance them in a sense. Remember the days of bubble balancing tires? Uh, if you're old enough to remember that, with static balance, it was called. Very strange. And and it, it just, it had no bearing or effect on solving the problem. As a matter of fact, the problem was very obvious how the wheels were out of balance, but the issue when stepping on the brakes, well, good gosh, the, the front brake calipers were locked on. You couldn't turn the front wheels. Well, you could if you, you know, put your back into it. You've been to CrossFit five times a week for the past five years. But, um, you know, it took a lot. The calipers were frozen. And, gee, let's start with a brake overhaul. Let's start with solving the brake problem. Let's start with balancing things. Uh, They couldn't find a tire that was losing air. The valve stem was leaking. I mean, old school stuff. That was just odd. It just, you know, the customers were just all upset about this, and you, you could see, you can understand why. It was simple things. The other silver 07 Highlander was in because of a smell. It had this really sharp smell to it, driving down the road worse when you're idling, really bad when you pulled into an enclosed space like his garage at night. And they couldn't get a diagnosis for that. We looked at it. I looked at it, as a matter of fact. That was my car. And... um Gee, I don't know. Let's let's get rid of all the oil all over the exhaust manifold. The front valve cover and the rear valve cover were, you know, puking oil like there was no tomorrow. And, you know, it was just time. 175,000 miles, 15-year-old vehicle. Let's put valve covers on it. Sure, it's a big job, and it was. Uh, you know, if you've got to take up the upper intake plenum, you've got to take up both valve covers. You're, I've got the marks on my belly button from leaning over that dopey hood latch, uh, even with the fender cover covering it to kind of protect me. But you know, it's 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 a crazy big job, but still, it's got to be done. You know, the car's worth fixing. It's, it's you know, it's only got 175,000 miles on it, which is another thing. You know, I never thought I'd be saying 175,000 miles only, right? But, you know, that was the two silver Toyotas. Then we had two black RAV4s, 2012 RAV4s. Uh, you know, both RAV4 sports. One needed a complete brake overhaul. The other one was fairly simple. It was just... Uh, it was just some exhaust work and some oil change stuff, fluids and filters and things like that. But it was funny, you know. It, it just it it made me think of the days of other car companies that I used to see. We used to see just droves of that brand, you know. The days of having the shop filled with mostly Chevrolets is long gone. The days of the shop being filled with Fords are are gone. Yeah, you know, but Toyota just seems to be overtaking the herd. They really do. You can see their marketing is working, um, you know, working, working, um, you know, just because it's it's what you see the most of. If that's any barometer of what people are keeping. We've got people out there with Chryslers. It's funny. We've got one customer with a Chrysler. Uh, she has a 2017 Pacifica, and every year she hates the car more because every year something else falls off of it or breaks something unrealistic or something silly. The car's only got 55,000 miles on it. Uh, They can't seem to get the start-stop system to work properly. 
the driver's door hinges, the latest fatality, the driver's door hinge, every time you open it up, it sounds like Dracula's coffin. It's got that creak to it, and it's an enclosed cylinder that you can't, there's nothing to lube. You can't get in there to lube. The, so the pawl mechanism inside this this latched hinge or this enclosed hinge, I should say, is the culprit. It's, it's, it's causing a big problem. You know, buy something you like, right? When it breaks, you don't mind fixing it. But now you start to wonder, you know, what do you buy? And, you know, you start to look at the trends. You start to look at, you know, what, what, what's working? What's everybody doing? And I, I think to myself, you know, what I really wanted to open up today's show with and talk to you about was buying a used car. This is how I started. Sorry. You know, the top five or six things that you look for in a used car, what's, what, you know, what's important? You're out there trying to buy a used car. I think you got to go talk to your mechanic. I really do. I think it's the most important thing you can do. You know, don't go buying a McLaren and show up at your mechanic's garage and go, hey, can you service this? Because chances are they can't. And it, it, it happens even when it's not an exotic, you know, because the technology has taken us to the point where the better shops will know their limitations. I believe that. All right. Are they smart enough to fix it? Yeah. Have they made the commitment towards the tooling? That's a different conversation. And that's so important. So when you're out there buying a used car, you know, does your mechanic work on Ford, Chevy, Toyota, Honda, Chrysler, the, the major food groups? Chances are yes. But before you go out, you know, if he's been working on your Toyota, he or she's been working on your Toyota all this time, and all of a sudden there's a change. All of a sudden, you know, you're gonna you're gonna go buy a Honda. Don't just assume. Chances are they do. But, all right, because that's the other thing that I've noticed in terms of trends in the industry. The BMW guys are strictly working on BMW. The Mercedes guys are strictly working on Mercedes. The Audi guys, you can find one, are strictly working on Audi and so on. The higher line cars all seem to have their own, uh, their own group of mechanics, their own group of specialists. And then everybody else is, you know, picking up the, the rest because, and it breaks down to tooling. So the first question is, you're out there buying a used car. What can your mechanic work on? That's number one. Number two, are you buying a Toyota from a Toyota dealership? Are you buying a Honda from a Honda dealership used? That's important because as much as an independent repair shop might struggle working on a Toyota, something they didn't you know, engineer, design, or sell, so might a Ford dealer struggle working on a Toyota and a, a Chrysler dealer working on a Honda. So you've got to ask yourself and be certain. They'll, they say, yeah, it's got a guarantee on it and we'll solve it for you. But can they? Chances are they can if they, well, I'll say it like this. If they say they can, they can. Because what they'll end up doing is they'll end up likely subbing it out to a dealership of that brand. And that's okay as long as they're a reputable dealership a reputable place of business so just you know it's 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 where you're buying it from and then there's some things you can do yourself look at the brake pedals the gas pedals you know does does the mileage match the wear does that make sense open the trunk smell it does it smell like water does it is there a mildew smell there does it smell like the car has possibly been a flood vehicle is there a water line in the trunk i mean all the crazy things i've seen look under the hood look into the back there's usually on newer vehicles there is a vin tag There'll be a uh, like a cellophane strip with the vehicle identification number stamped into it. And a lot of the major body panels will have that showing that it's an original piece. Does it have that? Okay. 
Go talk to your body shop if you have any questions. You know, and sometimes now you, it's because the struggle and the competition for used cars out there is fierce that you want to go and maybe take it to your body shop and say, hey, can I buy an hour of your time? Can you look this car over for me? Tell me what you think of it body-wise. Has it ever been in an accident? Your mechanic can tell you that too. But it's about the relationship. Who do you have a better relationship with? Do you have a relationship with either one? So, you know, overall condition of the body is important. Something you can do yourself. Listen to the radio. I know it sounds funny, but listen to the radio. What's it set at? Is it AM? Is it FM? Is it heavy metal death music? Is it something that's not your taste? Maybe the person, you know, different generation, they were hard on the vehicle. And I'm not saying they all are. I'm just saying it's just I can use the radio to judge what kind of easy listening or headbanging music they were listening to. And eh, maybe I get a feel for how the car was driven. Pull a dipstick. Pop the hood. You're going to have to learn where the hood is anyway. Pop the hood. You should know how to get the hood open. And pull the engine oil dipstick, usually yellow or orange in color, and look at it. Is it clean? Not just the oil, but is the stick clean? Does it have a baked-on brown varnish look to it, showing maybe the oil changes went too long, the intervals were too far and few between? Because, you know, you go to buy a used car, the first thing everybody does is change the oil before they go to sell it. Nobody cleans the dipstick. All right? And then last, ask for service records. What sort of service history does the car have? All right? And if they can't produce any, but it's been well-maintained... Uh, you know, it's a judgment call. And I really think you need to take it to your regular mechanic, unless your dealer is your regular mechanic, and that's a different conversation. But just there are some things you can do that are very simple, very proactive to buying a used car and getting a good one and getting something that, you know, you don't get taken advantage of. So, and just be aware that your mechanic may tell you to buy a silver 07 Toyota Highlander. I probably would this week because that's what we seem to see the most of, Toyotas. Highlanders and RAV4s. Boy, they sure have got a lot of them out there. 855-560-9900. I'm Ron Anini and the Car Doctor. I'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Rev up your automotive care with Amazon. For DIY projects and regular vehicle maintenance, Amazon Automotive makes finding the right parts for your car easy. You can use your garage to easily view, manage, and use the Automotive Parts Finder to find parts for your saved vehicles. Just add your vehicle's details to your Amazon garage. Then, shop with confidence using Amazon's Part Finder to explore compatible parts and accessories and receive customized recommendations. Get started today at Amazon.com. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. 
cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's the little old lady from Pasadena. He drives that way, but when it comes to fixing cars, Ron has car advice done right. 855-560-9900. Here's Ron. Hey, let's get over to Matt in Ohio. Matt, welcome back to the Car Doctor, sir. How can I help you today? Hey, Ron, thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. What's going um, on? Uh, yeah, uh, I just well, I wanted to reply to a gentleman that called in last week about, uh, I, I think it was a, like a 2000 CRV, and it was like an intermittent shutoff. Rick from Kentucky. Yeah, intermittent stalling. Rick from Kentucky, yeah, sure. Um, yep. I had a 98 uh, Accord, and I was having, it, it just like, it really sounded familiar to me, and I had a 98 Accord, and the same exact problem happened. I scoured the internet. And um, it's basically the, the very first thing that you mentioned, which was the ignition switch. And um, and I found a YouTube video, and this, there's a really crude way to tell out to tell if it's your ignition switch. And um, it's basically you start the vehicle, and you know your ignition switch is spring loaded. You let the key snap back, and when it snaps back to the run position. If it stalls, do that several times and see if it stalls. And if it does stall, then it it is definitely your ignition switch. And um, so, uh, and yeah, I guess the the reason for that is you've mentioned it several times is that a lot of times people put too much weight on their keychains, and that and that was a bad design. So that just those two things together just cause those ignition switches to fail. So, yeah, I tell you what, um, I I I, I, I love hopefully. I'd, I love, um, well, I don't love it, but I, I just, I just kind of look at it when I get these keys that are a bunch, you know, when you, it's like five pounds in your pocket and people don't realize what that does to the ignition lock tumblers. Uh, you know, that just, that just yeah. makes it a mess. So yeah, valid points. Uh, you know, my issue with that car was, and, and I don't want to jump at anything and you, you bring up a valid point, Matt, and it could be, you know, but the reason I didn't take them there wholeheartedly was, and I say it here just from the point of just education, I want you guys to learn to diagnose or continue to learn to diagnose or just, I want us all to be open to, hey, you know, how would we diagnose this instead of, because then I also get into the, you know, how many times I jump the gun and I'll I'll try that. Oh, it's a bad ignition switch. And it is a bad ignition switch, but it's got two problems. <laughs> you know, and then the, and then I hand the keys back to somebody and go, hey, your car's fixed. And then I find out later on it had a bad igniter as well as a bad ignition switch at 175,000 miles. So that's why I'd like to see the failure. You know, I'd like to see that it, you know, when it, when it died, did it lose spark? Did it lose injector tick? You know, and so on. So, but yeah, valid points. Understood. You know, just uh, understand where I come from too. I can't, you know, I've got to try and make you guys walk through the mud a little bit to get to the high ground on the other side, because I want you to, I don't want to just throw silver bullets out there just trying to fix things. So, but um, point taken. Understood. So you had a question about your other vehicle? Uh, yeah, Ron. Um, I just got a uh, a twenty three four runner, Toyota four runner, um, and it's going to be a long time so I have to really worry about it. But uh, uh, transmission fluid changes, um, for what I understand, is like every six years, sixty thousand miles or so. Um, and and if that's uh, what, what do you think about that? And if so, 
what sort of transmission do you, do you recommend like a transmission, like a, a, like drain the pan and fill it back up or a flush or, or what do you recommend? Um, so that's going to be, that should be Toyota WS fluid to my knowledge on a 23. I haven't looked at a 23 yet, but I believe they're still running WS. Uh, you know, WS is great fluid. They've been running that style of fluid, gosh, 15 years or longer. And it, it, it has, it is a, it is a great transmission fluid. You know, sixty thousand. I've seen recommendations of a hundred thousand. I'm more with you. I like sixty. I like fifty. I like changing trans fluid a little early because I don't want to spend the five or six or eight thousand dollars to replace it if I don't have to. You know, one of the weak links, and you guys hear me say this all the time in a car today, is the transmission. All right, we can get an engine with proper oil changes and care to run 250, 300,000 miles, but we can't seem to get a transmission to get there on a regular, reliable basis. And transmissions get to be expensive. If it's the trans I'm thinking of, one of the things that you're going to find is it's got 19 19 or 23 bolts in the trans pan, and they're little tiny bolts. It's a 10-millimeter head with a 6-millimeter thread. And a lot of those, and it's a square style body transmission. Crawl under there and take a peek, and there'll be a there'll be a a, a funny looking large head, flat drain plug. It'll look like a drain plug with a an Allen or a Torx uh, impression in it for a Torx bit or, a, or an Allen socket. And it's it it is it's it's actually that's the that's not the fill, uh, that's not the dr- well it is the drain in a sense. But it's the idea that you're going to you would open that up with the engine running and they're looking for it to spill over. It's sort of like the bird fountain method. They you would see a an overflow stopper at the top with its head cut off that allows fluid once it reaches a certain level to spill over the top. It's like a causeway for a dam. Uh, you know, just yeah, because they no longer have the uh, right uh, dipstick tubes on right. So there'll be a there'll be a large seven eighths or one inch hex plug on the side of the trans driver side. You know, I like dropping the pan because I'm going to get the maximum amount of fluid out of it. And then, obviously, filling the trans the normal way. You'll probably end up three, four quarts. You might have to do it twice. Or you could do a fluid exchange using the trans cooler lines. And that's a conversation we can have when you get to that point. So, But, um, yeah, a little early is better, Matt. Appreciate all the comments. I'm Ron Anini in the Car Doctor. We're back right after this. Don't go away. up your automotive care with Amazon. For DIY projects and regular vehicle maintenance, Amazon Automotive makes finding the right parts for your car easy. You can use your garage to easily view, manage, and use the automotive parts finder to find parts for your saved vehicles. Just add your vehicle's details to your Amazon garage. Then, shop with confidence using Amazon's part finder to explore compatible parts and accessories and receive customized recommendations. Get started today at Amazon.com. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. 
Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I got my first real six string. Welcome back. Ron and Nini, the car doctor, rolling along. Let's go over to John in Connecticut, 09 Nissan Ultima. John, welcome to the car doctor, sir. How can I help? Yeah, hi. I got a Nissan. It's an 09. About a month ago, I, I was outside. I said, let me turn it off and check the oil. I turned it off, and since then, it wouldn't start. I um, It's a push button with the uh, with the two um, the, the key, the, the receivers as you put the batteries in. Okay. And so then um, I was reading, out, it, no, no power. Like it doesn't, you know, when you put the key against the thing, it just shows the, the lock light still on, the um, security light still on. Okay. So there's no power at the dash. So the dash lights don't light up at all. If you hit the lock buttons, if you hit the remote fob buttons to lock and unlock the doors, do they work? They, yeah, that does work. Okay. Are you aware of the recall on this car? Well, I had it towed to my buddy. And he, he told me, oh, there's a recall. Then I went to the dealer, and they said, but it was expired in 2015. So that's why I, I said, oh, I don't want to tow it there and spend, you know, a thousand bucks on it unless I know that. Well, okay. Like- let's, let's back up a second here. A recall, if this is a legitimate recall, to my knowledge, and somebody has to prove me wrong, recalls don't expire. A recall is a manufacturing okay. defect. So what I would do is I would go out to nhtsa.gov, National Highway Traffic okay. Safety Authority.gov, or NHTSA, as we call it, nhtsa.gov. It's real simple. And you'll see there's a Check My Vehicle for Recall tab, and just type in your 17-digit VIN. So you'll need you'll need your vehicle's uh, vehicle identification number, which is on the registration. It's on the title. It's bottom left corner of the windshield. It's on the door jam. It's in a multitude of places. If NHTSA, yeah, sa- I have the VIN. Okay. If NHTSA says that's under recall, that's a recall, brother. And the dealer can say anything they want. They don't know what they're talking about. All right. A recall is a recall. Okay. Well, that, that gives me some footing. Yeah. Can I just ask a couple questions sure. about the? Um, computer system sure is that computer system able to be programmed by a third-party system or is it all proprietary to nissan now well i guess the way i'd answer that is anybody can program that with the proper tools is is that the question you're is that the answer you're looking for what are you trying to do yeah well i i i didn't want to have to deal with the dealer because you know it just becomes a you know a cycle that i don't really enjoy doing right 
So I just figured if I could find somebody that can program, and even if I have to pay the same amount of money, I'd rather work with a local guy. So I checked into one of the guys that do these really high-performance cars now with the Audis and stuff to see if they have a computer program, and he said he did. But I'll try the dealer thing, and um, hopefully I'll, I'll print that out, and I'll go see the salesman and, or the service manager, and I'll go from there. Right. Well, well back up a second, though, uh, John. You know, programming yep. isn't necessarily part of this repair. This recall... This recall is for a defect in the steering lock mechanism. I bet the steering wheel turns, right? It's off. It doesn't well, start. No. What happened was the steering wheel wouldn't turn, but I, I, it's the, the security bolt. So I, I undid that unit, and the replacement one doesn't have the lock anymore. So I had no way to, I had no way to tow it because I couldn't turn the steering wheel. So now that I took that piece out i was able to steer it but the replacement doesn't have the lock anymore they they gave up with the lockout system right they did in 2010 yes in in 2010 they did away with it so um yeah yeah but you know anybody can program that well they would also need an lsid a lock services uh license they would need a and that's from a separate agency and you know anybody can program anything have they gone to school for it have they made the investment in tooling have they, you know, are they willing to spend the money to service their customers and are the customers willing to pay for it? Because it all, it's all very expensive. So in a way, yeah, I guess the answer to your question is, uh, you know, the dealer's going to end up doing to do it because it's proprietary, but they have to have the tools, whereas the independent shop is at a disadvantage because there's a cost factor. You know, uh, there are certain cars we can't do. There's certain cars we don't have access, access to because we don't see enough of them. It's hard to justify the expense. So that being said, there's also outside guys, there are outside technicians that rove around. You know, talk to a body shop. If you've got a good body shop, ask them who do they use. Because a body shop, if uh, that 09 Ultima was in a body shop and it needed to have a module replaced and have a computer programmed, there are mobile technicians that have been out there for 15 years or longer doing just diagnostics, and they can make it work from a business plan because that's all they do all day long, and they service the body shop industry. So, interesting uh, interesting question, though. You know, it's something I've got to investigate further. Maybe we'll talk about it more up here on air. Um, oh, hey, thank you so much. I appreciate the time. You're very welcome, we'll John. You be well. If you have any problems, you okay, can yep. call. Yes, sir. Be well. Um, yeah, that's, you know, that's... <laughs> anybody can program anything and understand where some of the programming comes from. J2534 is the government-mandated standard that allows an independent repair shop to program anything on a vehicle related to emissions. Uh, I I think I heard where they started to open up some of the other modules, but it's not mandatory and it's not necessarily across the board. The only way you're going to get complete access, for example, to an 09 Ultimate is to have a Nissan equivalent system. Now, I will say this, Opus, Opus IVS, from the folks over there at Opus, the Opus Scan Tool System. They will allow flashing of the greater majority of vehicles out there, and they also have the functionality to, you know, if for some reason, because we use Opus in the shop, if if the Opus tool won't do it um, through their internals or they have to install, what they can do is they can install factory software onto the tool and go at it from there. So Opus is a solution, too. You'll just find more information. I believe it's opusivs.com or just Google Opus, O-P-U-S-I-V-S.com, and you can you can go at it from that perspective as well. But they are the only system I know of 
that allows across the board or an easier method of scanning and flashing, as it's called. You are still going to run into a problem on certain vehicles regarding, uh, you know, programming ignition keys. And there's a security factor there, and there's a there's a concern for misuse, theft, and so forth. Anybody who starts programming keys, they can steal cars, which obviously we don't want to, to happen. But, um, uh, you know, Opus, Opus IVS is uh, something that you can look at if you're a shop. And, John, if you're still there, you know, ask around. Maybe somebody in your area has an Opus scan tool, and that'll solve it for you as well so you don't have to go back to the dealer if you don't want to. Um, just more food for thought. 855-560-9900. The Car Doctor's coming back right after this. Don't go away. Rev up your automotive care with Amazon. For DIY projects and regular vehicle maintenance, Amazon Automotive makes finding the right parts for your car easy. You can use your garage to easily view, manage, and use the automotive parts finder to find parts for your saved vehicles. Just add your vehicle's details to your Amazon garage. Then shop with confidence using Amazon's part finder to explore compatible parts and accessories and receive customized recommendations. Get started today at Amazon.com. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, 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 Ron and Andy, the car doctor. Let's get over to Ken in New Jersey. Ken, how are you today? Welcome to the car doctor. Hey, thanks, Ron. Yes, sir. Um, I got to tell you, I was listening to the podcast of last week's shows, like Sunday night. And you had a caller with a 2000 Honda CRV, and it just kept dying for no reason. And his mechanic had been poking at it for like more than a week and was about to give up. And I just had a total oh, oh, oh kind of moment. I know the answer. So I've seen this happen on three different Hondas that I've had from that era. And the actual problem, it's not the distributor like a lot of guys think. It's actually the pigtail that leads to the distributor. Somebody at Honda saved literally dozens of dollars by making that thing about half an inch too short. So you put this crazy bend in it to actually connect the pigtail to the distributor. And I've, I've fixed this on a CRV and an Accord and on an Acura one time. Okay. 
It could be. So I hope that helps your caller. Yeah, well, I hope so. You know, listen, if he follows what I told him, because, and, mm-hmm. you know, I got to tell you, and I'm not knocking anybody. I appreciate everybody's comments, but everybody, is, everybody seems to want to fix this car. It's really kind of, it's really kind of funny this week, right? <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, if, if I told him, hey, go chase the pigtail, and it's it's yeah. a it's a fuel issue or a compression issue because then I had guys swearing to me, hey, it was right. a, it's a compression issue. The valves are out of adjustment and blah 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 blah. And you know, if he looks for ignition, if he looks for injector pulse, if he looks for the things I told him to look for, he's going to eventually get down to yeah, it's spark or yeah, it's fuel. And you know, maybe he'll go chase the the distributor. Or maybe he'll go chase the pigtail. But yeah, point taken. I appreciate that. I do. Um, you know, as I as I say all the time, my job is to get you guys to the middle of the diagnosis as fast as I can, so we can get to the end. Um, you know, right? Just, well, the, the, reason, the reason I brought it up because actually a, a very experienced mechanic friend he actually missed that himself. So probably yeah. not as good a mechanic as you are, though. Well, it's not. It's not that. It's it's. Listen, there's a lot of things in my head that I know. I don't always tell you guys the true story. Full disclosure, because I'm trying. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm trying to get you to do the work. You know, um, I don't want to hand out too many silver bullets because then everybody thinks this is so easy. The only way it's easy is if you've done it a million times and you're looking at the right job. And you know what? There are some jobs that just beat you to death. I go through it all the time. Uh, you know, yep. it's it's we had a um, we had a 2015 Suburban, and I'll probably do a video on this before I fix it eventually because uh, I'm waiting for parts. Parts are in Michigan somewhere. We had a 2015 Suburban this week. The third row seat wouldn't fold anymore. It, it went halfway down and stopped. So, you know, everybody, you know, more technology, right? I need, I need an automatic motor to fold my seat because I don't have the ability to do it myself. But regardless, um, you know, there's an electric motor like a power window motor that works on the hinge of the seat, and that's what moved the seat back mm-hmm. and forth. And then there's another motor looks like a power window motor with a cable with a latch mechanism that pulls the safety so it, like, pops the cork and lets the seat hinge. Well, mm-hmm. that actuator, yep. the actuators would never go and release. So, no. you know, I, I got the seat out of the truck. We stripped it down bare, which wasn't easy because we couldn't get it to fold. It was That was a whole lot of fun. Then we had to put it back in the truck and come to the conclusion, yeah, the actuator's, the actuator's not releasing the mechanism. So is it is it voltage to the actuator through the module? Is it the actuator? Is it a cable? What is it? You know, you get back to basics, right? And it, it's a great video because yeah. I showed the customer. The customer was impressed. I got out my old round-style headlight you guys know I have because we know that's 7 and a half, yep. 8 amps. Guess what? Yep. I, I got hit one the, myself. Hit, hit the button, right? Hit the button, lit up the headlight. The latch never moved. You got a bad, you got a bad actuator. Um, unfortunately, there it's in go. Michigan. So, But, uh, you know, you still got to diagnose. Now, had I done... You know, I, I called up for parts, and the guys in the dealer tell me, yeah, I just put a seat motor in. It's a seat motor. The seat motor goes bad all the time. Had I done that, I'd be $300 poor and look stupid. Ron doesn't like to look stupid. He'd rather diagnose something. Um, but I get where you're coming from, Ken. I really do. I really do. And you yeah, know what? I hope I can, I yeah. hope I can save someone a few minutes, maybe. Yep. It's always possible. You know what? Some, sometimes it's just the obvious, simple things. I always tell this story about Fat Tony from the Volkswagen dealership when I was a kid working on the 76 Beetle. The I'm sorry, not the Beetle, the Diesel Rabbit that was brand new off the truck, had you know 12 miles on it. It had no power, wouldn't get out of its own way. And we used to kid Tony, well, Tony, you're too fat. The car can't go any faster, right? And he, 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 was, he was the A-Tech at the time. He took the car apart, and he found the exhaust manifold was not drilled all the way through in the center two ports. 
brand new. <laughs> <laughs> brand new. It was like a cork. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know? Um, and don't, I, I would have loved to have been there when he found it because I only heard about it the next day at lunch. But it was basically he came out with this exhaust manifold and we said, what'd you find? And he took a long screwdriver. I'll never forget. You know, there's a scene in Hogan's Heroes, one of the episodes where they go to work in the cannon factory and they make the, 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 the drill for the cannons too short. It was like they must have been working at the exhaust <laughs> manifold plant that day because you take the screwdriver and it goes down the first two, goes down the second, the third <laughs> one, you hear, and you hear dink, dink, dink. Well, I guess that's bad. Um, put an exhaust manifold on it, it's fixed. So I get it. I like to diagnose, but as always, I appreciate the comments, Ken. You be well. All right. All right. Appreciate the show. You're very welcome, sir. Thank you very much. I appreciate you being there. 855-560-9900. Ron and the car doctor coming back right after this. Rev up your automotive care with Amazon. For DIY projects and regular vehicle maintenance, Amazon Automotive makes finding the right parts for your car easy. You can use your garage to easily view, manage, and use the Automotive Parts Finder to find parts for your saved vehicles. Just add your vehicle's details to your Amazon garage. Then, shop with confidence using Amazon's Part Finder to explore compatible parts and accessories and receive customized recommendations. Get started today at Amazon.com. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Name the car doctor. Here's an interesting email. Hey, Ron, what battery would you recommend with PowerFrame grid technology? Long story, I bought an Autocraft Gold battery with the PowerFrame grid technology from Advanced Auto Parts years ago. I see what appears to be a recent video since you have gray hair now. Hmm. Still recommending it, but it's no longer available. So I'd like to know what you would recommend now with PowerFrame grid technology. Thanks for any reply. I've been listening to you since your days in New York radio. Not sure how many years that is, but I'd guess 20 plus. I think it's 31 plus, but... Who's counting? Um, this comes to us from Kirby. Kirby, a lot of batteries now have uh, power frame grid technology. It's it's out there in abundance. Uh, what you want to do is get out to autobatteries.com, and you can reference information there as, to, as far as when they talk about power frame grid technology. Originally, Advanced Autocraft Batteries had it first, 
and then it's spread throughout multiple battery lines across multiple manufacturers. So uh, autobatteries.com will be the place to go, and they'll tell you where you can find uh, PFGT, as we like to call it in the trade. So, And uh, I've been listening a long time. I appreciate that, Kirby. And uh, Jay, I don't know. Do I have, Tom, do I have a lot of gray hair? Is it is it really getting to be obvious? At least you have hair. Well, I don't want, you know, I just realized that. So I thought you had, I thought the sun was out in your room, but I realized your head is down towards the camera. Um, there you go. Yeah, I'm blind. So how are you this week? Everything good? So where were you this week? You were traveling all over the place. Oh, uh, gosh. I was in Baltimore. I was in Hartford. I was, uh, where the heck else was I? Oh, Schenectady. Yeah. So there's still a Schenectady, thank God. So Yeah, there is. And, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I uh, And did you see this, one and all? Listen, I'm going to... All right, I'm going to talk about EVs for a minute, so if everybody wants to, don't listen. Stanford University, I'm just reporting the news. Stanford University came out with a report this week written by Mark Golden. Uh, a new study from Stanford University has found that the vast majority of electric vehicle owners are charging their cars at home in the evening or overnight, and this could be costing the electricity grid a significant amount. The study has recommended that the practice should change with EV owners charging their cars during the day at work or at public charging stations. The study, which was published in the journal Nat- Nature Energy, Examine the stress that the Western United States electric grid will come under by 2035 from growing EV ownership. So they're talking about now the electric grid won't stand the uh, won't stand the strain. So we better get busy starting to build things because uh, um, it looks like we're going to need it. Um, and I will leave it there. But you can find it just Google search Stanford University study about charging EVs, and you'll be able to read it on your own. I want to go into too much detail and get more hate mail because uh, I'm not trying to undermine the EV industry. I'm just trying to report what comes out. Till the next time, I'm Ron Anini and the Car Doctor reminding you once again, good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Rev up your automotive care with Amazon. For DIY projects and regular vehicle maintenance, Amazon Automotive makes finding the right parts for your car easy. You can use your garage to easily view, manage, and use the automotive parts finder to find parts for your saved vehicles. Just add your vehicle's details to your Amazon garage. Then shop with confidence using Amazon's part finder to explore compatible parts and accessories and receive customized recommendations. Get started today at Amazon.com. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.